Dear Chicago. Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. And this is Jerry. We don't have any Ricky today. Sorry, guys. Um, but you're listening to a gay podcast recorded out of Chicago, Illinois, in the Andersonville neighborhood. And West Hollywood, California. Welcome. I don't know what episode number it is. Do you? No, that's a Ricky thing. And he's in Michigan, so. Your internet <laughs> is unstable again. Oh, God damn it. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. Are um, you there? There we go. Yeah, it's the last day of Pride, and now the internet wants to fuck with us. Uh, I guess that's what it is. I'm uh, I'm on Wi-Fi, but my Wi-Fi appears to be fully functional. Well, I'm in a wire. I'm plugged in on the wire, and uh, something's going on. It's homophobic. That is homophobic. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Um, this is our first show after you've been to chicago and we hung yeah. out yeah yes it was so much fun i was when i got home i was like i should be meant for a life of leisure i know <laughs> it was fun it would have been more fun if i wasn't like totally poor but um oh yeah it was a really good time um we got to all three of us hang out in person and we did our film presentation of Corel, which went really, really well. Yes, it did. If you guys were in town and missed it, you missed a big thing. Shame the fuck on you. For real. Um, it was um, based on our co-presenters' data and information. The most well-attended of the film series so far and the biggest moneymaker. So... I'm not saying it was us, but I'm saying it was us. Uh, well, you know, let's not let's not really make it more than what it was because when we first got up there, they were looking at us like, "Who are these gays?" <laughs> yes, no, exactly. <laughs> and then we were all smart and shit. Um, um, none of us were wearing gear, so you know, I'm sure we were just sticking out like sore thumbs. Yes, because it was at the at the end when we were all talking you know, intelligently about the thing. They were like, oh, we like these people. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, I did wear a t-shirt that had a man in gear tied up with bunny ears that I bought in Spain like two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so that was as kinky <laughs> as I got. Um, and then what else did we do? We did all kinds of shit, but we hung out at home a lot because it was fucking cold. Yes, I left L.A. with it being gray and overcast, thinking, oh, it's going to be like 80 degrees and we can go to the beach. No, Chicago mm. let me down in the weather because it was rainy and gray the whole time I was there. 
Chicago been letting everybody down with the weather these days. Like today, it's fucking disgusting. It is like pouring. It's gray. It's gross. Um, I think the dogs are probably still a little damp from their morning walk. Um, but they fucking they both soak up water like a goddamn sponge. Yeah. Well, Badger is very low to the ground, so he is he's got he's got that undercarriage we need to dry it off even if it's in with like a day maybe day and a half and it's still damp out he has to get his belly dried off regardless <laughs> um yeah nothing like super crazy or wild happened um i don't know we went to one of ricky's favorite places honey bear cafe um where he's like a vip totally uh, he got us a table without a reservation or anything. He just kind of dropped his place, name. Yeah, that place is like fucking popping. And we went on a Sunday, which is like prime brunch. And uh, oh, it like stressed me out. And I can't remember what happened. Oh, it's because you were like, oh, we've been here before. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we haven't. And then Ricky confirmed that we had, in fact, been there with Jerry. And it was just like so busy and so crazy. And you like tapped me on the shoulder and were like, see, I told you. And I was like, don't you fucking touch me or I'll punch you in the face. That was the only tense moment I think that we had. He was having his period. (laughs) I was, oh my God. It was, I don't know why I was so stressed out. Money, jobs. I need a job. You guys. But I got to say, a listener has been very, very generous with resume, LinkedIn tips and shit like that. And everybody, I don't, sometimes I don't know who all's a listener unless I like know you from listening, I guess. Mm -hmm. But everybody's been wonderful since I posted it on Facebook, which I should have done a long time ago, but I was like kind of ashamed. Well, (sighs) And LinkedIn's hard. I was talking about that last night with somebody with like, how do you make it work? And with all the hashtags Mm -hmm. and and to use the correct lingo so that the AI will pull it instead of just going, no, this person isn't what we want. All that nonsense. It is very difficult. I, I hate how necessary it is, but it is ultimately like a really good thing and a really like a a good tool Mm -hmm. um but i got added to like a linkedin chicago group and it is like bots like it is people who are like hey would you like to connect i have a resume writing service but it's like you know like written all kind of sketchy and then they're like it's like a pretty asian woman in like a very well lit area it, it's just very bizarre um lincoln has definitely, gotten has definitely gotten those innocent instagram hoes yep. that use the asian lady pictures to get to reel mm-hmm. you in they know what what uh gets in the white guys the, the white straight guys yeah, barking up the wrong tree exactly <laughs> though i did have a nigerian prince reach out to me on linkedin oh yeah yeah so they're everywhere. Um, There's so many princes that are from Nigeria. So many. So many different kingdoms. I can't believe they're still getting away with that. It's, you know, it's a classic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they're bringing it back. I guess. Um, 
But yeah, so I don't know. I have some promising leads. I've had some interviews. I had the worst interview of my life last week. Oh, yeah. This lady, I think, just fucking hated me from the get go. And to be fair, I had a lot of technical problems, which is odd because and which is why I kind of think it's not my fault. Because Mm -hmm. obviously we do Zoom all the time. Right. This is, I mean, I've had other interviews and it just was like my camera wouldn't turn on, but I'm pretty sure she had like camera sharing off for participants Uh, or something. mm -hmm. Um, And it was just really, really weird. And so that like started us off on the wrong foot. And then I swear to God, I don't even, if she's listening, she's fucking listening at this point. I don't care. I'm not going to say what the company was, but it's at one point she made a statement that I thought was a little bit weird. And I know she made it. I 100% know that she fucking said this. And I had like a follow-up question and I referenced it and she was like, "I I never said that like really defensively Mm -hmm. and i was like um maybe i misheard you but like maybe you kind of said this and she was like no no i never said it i never said that i don't know why you would say that i never said it roll back the tape bitch (laughs) seriously i was like what all right i guess you never said it and then i didn't even i usually i sent a thank you email but she just fucking ended the call like you know how you get like that like oh you'll hear from us in a day or like we'll let you know how it went or like mm-hmm. whatever um she was just like bye find out her boss and send an email up to that boss fuck her it was unpleasant to say the least it, and- it pride is over but it is the time for wrath <laughs> I somebody was like do you think it was like a gay thing and I know like I've got gay voice I have Mm. a little bit of a butch voice for work and interviews and stuff like that because as we know as evidenced by the fucking supreme court people don't like us still right still guess what we're gonna be in your homes in your hospitals in your schools in your business whether you like it or not exactly on the last day of pride they did that those fuckers uh, this you know country, what, I tell you what. You know what else I saw on the last day of Pride? Hmm. So I have this neighbor who is apparently a very famous drag queen. And hmm. they're non-binary. And they're not the friendliest. But when I do say hello, they will respond back. I saw uh, they were coming out of their apartment. And I think they're both, they and their partner are both non-binary. Mm-hmm. And the other one is very pleasant. And uh, so I said hello to both of them. But the one that was the drag queen was wearing the most awful wig I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, can you say that? Anyway, girl, you deserve a better mm-hmm. wig. It is the end of pride. You should have brushed that out before you put it on your head. You have a social media following. Mm, maybe end they, May, end they were out they, of wigs. They just didn't care. It was, it was over. They had a spirit Halloween shake and go special. For real. It was like <laughs> sticking up on one side and kind of brushed on another. The other thing, it's like they didn't brush the other side. And they threw a hat on and they were like, fuck it. <laughs> uh, it's like, I, yeah, pride is over. <laughs> wigs are fucking hard, though, to be fair. Yes. Like you, you do need somebody who knows how to fucking tame a wig. Mm hmm. 
as someone who has worn a variety of wigs for a number of occasions without doing professional drag, um, it's they just do what the fuck they want. And I think you have to wash them in wool light. That helps. Mm-hmm. I think so. Something like that. Oh, that wig I wore for fucking spelling bee. Absolutely bananas. Never, never again. I don't know. I looked good. Not to not to like toot my own horn, but people thought I was younger than some of the other people in the cast. And I'm like a full mm, 10 to 12 years older than everybody <laughs> that was in that show. Uh toot toot beep beep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um blessed with good skin. Mm, I want to say mostly on my mom's side. So yeah. Um so you were going to tell us about the twink that stole your towel at the beach the other day. Oh, that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember what they looked like because they were just white, generic, twink. plain ass, white bread twink. Um, so we went to the beach last week and it like we fully knew that it was supposed to rain and it did. And it was like uh, a storm. And if it's lightning, it's you can't be on a beach. Right. You're going to get electrocuted or the sand is going to crystallize and burn you or what the fuck ever. So we went. It was like 85. Really, really nice. Um, And then it started raining and they were like, you have to get off the beach. And then it was literally like a half an hour. I think it's. 15 minutes after the last lightning strike or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you can go back on the beach. Um, so it was pretty fast. And I had a sarong and like a, like a towel to lay on and a towel to dry off on. And I think I had my towel to dry off on. I don't think I had the sarong. And then I left the one towel and. Oh God, no, I'm telling this story completely wrong. It rains, got my towel, put the sarong and the towel to lay on in the tent because we had a beach tent and it was like anchored. Mm-hmm. And that motherfucker like stood the test of time or whatever. It like stayed there. It was totally fine. So the towel I had on when we could go back, I draped it over. There's like a lifeguard ladder you know, like tower situation. Um, Everybody else had done that, like in our area. Um, It was the day of the pride parade. So not that many people were there. Um, Sorry, I didn't go to the pride parade, but I've seen it. It's fine. Um, It is like hard work. It is hours and hours and hours. You have to get there early to find a spot. If you can't find a friend with a balcony, it's just a lot so anyway pride parade we're at the beach hang it on a lifeguard tower um i think i went to go in the water came back it was fucking gone and i'm like okay it was windy i guess but everybody else's towel is still there i wonder what happened and i started saying this like out loud and there's a couple next to us friends or a couple i don't fucking know and I'm like, what could have happened to my towel? Like, it couldn't have blown away. And they, like, kind of looked at me and were like, oh, I don't know. Like, maybe it did blow away, but, like, maybe it's still somewhere close by because I think they saw the guy fucking take it. Mm -hmm. And, like, just beyond them, not that far away, is this guy on my towel. 
And as I'm saying out loud, like, I wonder where my towel is. I go, oh, there it is. <laughs> and this guy just like looks at me and he's like, ha 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 ha. I would have given it back. I totally would have given it back. And I said, no, you fucking wouldn't, you bitch. And he was like, no, I would. I totally like, it's not a big deal. And I was like, well, I guess you can find all kinds of things at the beach, like pieces of shit. And then he goes, he was like, well, you're a piece of shit too. And I was like, fuck you, man. Like, who did you does pull the, that? Did you pull the towel out from under him and like flip him over? He, I wish I would have. He <laughs> stood up when he noticed that I was coming. And like, ah, I'm, I'm pretty thick these days. And like, I was just waiting for him to call me fat or something. And I would have popped off. They would have had to pull me <laughs> off him. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Oh, I'm still mad about it. I, I wish I remember, remember what he looked like. <sighs> it's probably anyway, best you don't so that you don't just like sucker, sucker punch him at the Lobo. My, my anger has been fine for like months. Thank you. Cognitive therapy and the power of medicine. Um, I haven't gotten into a fight or throttled anyone that almost ran over my dogs um or said something to you at brunch but what wait what right (laughs) (laughs) it's been i think the job stress has made me more prone to anger but although like that interaction was very mild Mm -hmm. like it wasn't that bad and he was a piece of shit so he deserved it (laughs) to be fair he was a complete to be fair anyway what would what would you have done the same thing. The same fucking thing. Exactly. Yes. I hope. Um, go ahead. You hope. Oh, I was going to say, like, I know he's not a listener because skinny people probably don't listen to us. Skinny young people. I don't know how old he was. He could have been my age. But anyway, if he's listening, buy your own fucking towel, you cunt. <laughs> and who goes to the beach and gets a random towel off the thing to sit on? Right. What if I wiped my fucking hepatitis butthole on it? What if you had crabs or bed bugs? Well, I don't, but I hope he gets them anyway. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, You know what's funny? Um, While I was with you, I got this uh, phone call from Ian, my roommate. And uh, I was like, oh, what's he calling for? I hope there's not an emergency. And he calls and he's very calm and he's like, we have bed bugs. And I was like, oh, are God. you sure? He's like, yes, I have like little welts all over me and blah, blah, blah. And I've, I've torn apart, torn apart my room. And so I was like, okay, you know, thinking, mm, I don't know. So like the next day or the two days later, he was like, oh, never mind. I think it's just hives. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I get home and he's like, he like he said i spent so much time cleaning i vacuumed the shit out of the apartment i dusted he goes i spent two hours in my room cleaning i took the bed apart i was looking for everything he goes i was thinking these are the laziest bed bugs i've ever seen you know because he was just determined that they were bed bugs but he was getting this weird hives like in the middle of the day and then they would leave or they'd come out in the morning. I don't know if it was an mm-hmm. allergic reaction or something. Cause he said he would take Benadryl at night. It would, it mm-hmm. started to kind of go away. 
Um, I was like, are you sure you're not just anxious or something? He was like, no, I don't think so. But yeah, there was hmm. a little panic. Although, like I said, I didn't quite believe him when he said right. it. But I was like, okay, close the door to my room. <laughs> I mean, I've never had bed bugs. Me and either. Like, knock on fucking wood. But it's For real. Um, although, okay, so when I was at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale um, for a year of the master's degree that I should have just finished. Um, I shared a vocal coach. So you had a voice teacher and then you had a vocal coach, um, which was honestly really nice because the voice teacher was like technique, technique, technique. And the vocal coach was like, we're going to work on your rep and do like piano based shit. Like you're going to sing with accompanists and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I shared one with what, I can't remember if she wasn't in my program. I think she was either a doctoral candidate or maybe like a year or so advanced as far as like in the grad program. Lovely girl. I believe she was Japanese. Super sweet. Her name was Yukari. And our voice coaching overlapped and she would just come in while I was like wrapping up or whatever. And she was so awesome. She was so nice. And uh, my vocal coach, whose name escapes me, but I can see her. She was, I believe, lesbian partners with a voice teacher, mm -hmm. and they were both wonderful. Uh, so she was like, Yukari, pull up your pant leg and show him. And I was like, show me what? And she's like, Yukari's um, fucking apartment has bed bugs, and the landlord doesn't believe her and won't do anything about it. And I want you to convince her to be like mean to them and like say something. And um, Yukari was like kind of embarrassed and like pulled up her pants, like, and she was like bit the fuck up. Like she, it was bad. And she was like, I tried to say something and like, they kept saying no, they kept saying no. So I kind of just like gave up. And I was like, girl, like this is, that's real bad. And what like do you want me to call those motherfuckers and like the vo the vocal coach was like i'm gonna call them too because that's a mess like if you're <laughs> the vocal coach was like don't you pay them no rent um our manager was like uh that's not something we usually pay for that's usually up on the individual and i'm like mm. uh i don't know if that's right mm -mm. i'll sue you yeah we had termites or we I've never seen them, but Ian was like, that's their poop that's around. It looks like little wood shavings. Like they eat the wood and poop out the wood. So we had an exterminator come and do that. Um, but anyway, and yesterday, um, one of the uh, people that lives in my building, uh, she's lesbian. She had all of her lesbian friends came over. They were so aggressive at the pool. They were throwing balls. At one point, <laughs> one of them said, does anybody have a football? Girl, where do you think you are? They were throwing balls and being loud. And I was like, they, and me and the, there was a straight girl there. And I was like, they're too aggressive. And she's like, I know y'all lesbians need to calm down. <laughs> you know, like running and cannonballing in and splashing everybody. And I'm like, ladies, this isn't a competition. And Sweet I think days. at one point, Jen, Jen goes, isn't there a U-Haul you guys can go like do something with? <laughs> they just laughed. Oh, they're like, they're fun. I got they're a fun. loose doorknob that you can fix. Right. 
Um, they're fun lesbians, but I was like, y'all are aggressive today, man, slow, settle down. That's hilarious. And I... then um, one was, I was like, oh, are we going to make more margaritas? And one lady that was making them, she said, oh, I ran out of mango. And I was like, oh, I have a couple of fresh ones. And one of them said, we ain't making it with fresh mangoes. Ain't nobody want to cut that up. Oh God, seriously. <laughs> and, the, and the one that was making them, she goes, uh, she's looked at her. <laughs> And so when she made them, she's like, thanks for the mangoes. And she's like, I want a refill. And I was like, you said we weren't cutting up fresh mangoes. You don't get none. And the woman that made them was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, mangoes are a bitch. I read some like thing where you can like use the edge of a glass to peel them, which does work. So you like put the actual like mango in the glass and like the peel on the edge and you just push it down and it just takes off the whole peel like a drinking glass i had to watch a youtube video of how to cut a mango because i had no fucking idea oh they're such a bitch yeah because of the pit it's just yeah. uh disgusting it's like a big a mango is so good though they are good and those margaritas were real good last night um it reminds me of the one time raquel and i were trying to make guava i think mm. guava margaritas and we didn't have a recipe. We were just like fucking winging we it. Can, we can figure this out. Yeah. And so we blend it a little bit and then taste it and like blend it a little bit and then taste it. And like we were getting closer, whatever. And then like the closer we got, I was like, Raquel, I'm wasted from just <laughs> tasting these margaritas. And we were just plastered. By the time we got it right, we were like, fuck. And did you even have them right? Or your taste buds are like, these are awesome. Right? Like, you're just used to the tequila, bitch. Um, ugh, margaritas give me heartburn now because I'm old. Oh, I love margaritas. And then Rakisha, I think was her name, that was making them. She's like, next up on the thing, she's like, strawberry. She goes, or as I like to call it, scrawberry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was very little... I've never like seriously had a speech impediment other than mm -hmm. my gay voice. Um, but there was a brief period where I couldn't say strawberry correctly. Uh -huh. And I called it strawberry. Strawberry. And one of my aunts, not Nicole, was on my dad's side, made fun of me relentlessly about it. And I'm like, you are a whole grown ass woman. You say yins. <laughs> Like, but I'll tell you what, it broke me of that fucking, I, I knew how to say strawberry after that. Also, I couldn't say flicker. As that comes in, up in conversations for two and three-year-olds. Um. Well, do you remember those like, kind of like filament lights where it was like a bunch of plastic filaments that ended in a, in a light and they would like, it was like a baton mm -hmm. with... It looked kind of like fireworks coming out of yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. they would light up. I called that a flicker light, but I, I get, I can't even say like I, I thought I said it perfectly fine, but apparently I said like flicker light, mm -hmm. <laughs> and she made fun of me about that as well. And while on one hand I'm like, what a bitch. On the other hand, I'm like, oh, well, I know how to talk now, so. <laughs> well, you were probably a really swishy little kid, so that's why she was doing it. I mean, oh God, there used to be a videotape of me trying to play like wiffle ball or something at her and her husband's house in their yard. And I 
I'm just like so stressed out about it. And they're like, it's just fun. And I'm like, I cannot, I cannot do this. I am not a sporty boy. I am sweating. I am sweating. <laughs> what a weird child. I definitely was wearing short shorts though, I think. Of course you were. My friend's um, daughter that they made play soccer, Madeline was not into it at all. Like she mm. would run a couple of things and then turn to them in the field and go, I am sweating. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I told the story of me being uh, on a soccer team when I was very little. And it was co-ed because it was like kindergarten or first grade or something. Mm. And my friend Alicia was also on the team. And I would, <laughs> I didn't like running back and forth and I would stop and play with her hair. <laughs> Uh, they made me play goalie one time and because our team was terrible and I was just turning Wonder Woman spins in the goal. My mom was like, stop that. <laughs> stop that. I was bored. It wasn't oh for me. God. Wasn't no. for me. I played basketball up until like eighth grade, maybe. And because I was kind of tall for my age, like I've been as tall as I am probably since like sixth or seventh grade. Like I've been mm -hmm. like, I was like 5'10". I'm a solid six foot now. That's I wish I was a little bit taller, weirdly, but I'm pretty tall. Anyway, so I was always a forward, but like starting in sixth grade, probably like end of fifth grade is when I started getting fat. Mm -hmm. And I had asthma and I was like, I'm fat. I have asthma. I know I should be probably running and like doing physical activity, but it's not for me. I don't like being out of breath. Um but I used to like be the last person like jogging my fat ass like back to the other side of the court. Um, but if you're, I guess if you're a forward, you're kind of the farthest away from the other side of the court. So I kind of like figured, cause you like your position is kind of close to the basket. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, uh, if there's a rebound, they could just pass it to me and I'll already kind of be here. Mm -hmm like I'll be closer. So I would just like justify the fact that I would be so goddamn slow. I could just imagine when you shot, you were like, Oh, <laughs> I was bad. It used to stress me out so much, especially if I got fouled and I would have to do the, um, uh, like a shot throw. from the, yeah. And I, ugh, I would be like, Oh my God, I'm not going to make it. Did you kick up your back leg? Like in the back? Oh my God. No. <laughs> I wasn't that bad. Ugh, there was a girl, sports. this girl that was neighbors with my memo, Jill, Jill Groob was her name. And Jill, she ran with one hand out like this. <laughs> and when she shot, every time she shot, she kicked up her back leg. <laughs> I love it. You go, Jill. She did. She did that. She was very dramatic. I cannot, when I first moved to Chicago, probably like within a year, um, I can't remember if Ricky, too bad he's not here. I don't, I don't think he was involved, but it was like the a similar, like our group of friends. And I can't remember who else was doing it, but George joined a fucking dodgeball league mm -hmm. and I would go watch him and I had to stop because I had like straight up like PTSD about it. I was like, this is stressing me out too much. <laughs> God, I can't watch. Ian plays. He likes it. He his first team was kind of a bum, and now he has a new team. And he's like, "Oh, I, he hurt his back though, like dodging something, dipping or dodging or diving or mm -hmm. whatever." And uh, 
he hurt his back. So he went Thursday and he's like, I just watched and cheered everybody. And then they they go to a bar after. So it's like a social thing. I'd have to go to a bar before. (laughs) I can't. I dodgeball was very stressful for me. I never played dodgeball when I was in elementary school at recess because I was like, why the fuck would I want to get hit by a ball? Like, and then when hurts. you played it, you were you were bigger, so you were a target. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I would stand outside. There was like a fenced-in concrete platform, and that's where everybody would play in elementary school. And I was just like, I'm gonna stand outside and I'll catch the balls that fly out. Like that's that'll be my job because I'm not interested at all. You must have given so many notes to your PE teacher. like Uh, i uh, god bless my high school gym teachers um for like letting me pass because i skipped so much gym class (laughs) i did like my mr brazo thank bless you for giving me a d because he was just like i don't know what to do with you and i was like girl i know but like what do you want from me i had I'm, I know that I've told the story about the fact that they used to make everybody in marching band stand on one side and then everybody who wasn't was on the other side and that was your dodgeball team. Oh. Yeah, but my high school had a 200 plus member marching band. Uh-huh. So it was pretty even most of the time, if not in our favor. Because uh-huh. there would be like, if there were like 20, 30 people in your gym class, at least half, if not more, were people you knew from marching band. <laughs> Don't mess with the band fags. Although I, we're not supposed to say that word anymore. Flaggets. The flaggets. Uh, we weren't allowed to be on color guard. Boys couldn't really? be. Oh. No, it was all girls. And they were called silks. Oh, yeah, that's right. The silks. Um, silks. The town next to us, the bigger town, my friend Gary was one of the flag guys. And mm-hmm. they called him Flaggett. Gary's hilarious. He would, <laughs> some of the stories he's told me about some of the shit that he had to deal with in school. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, girls would come up and said, Sunday, I was on my knees praying for you. And he's like, well, when you were on your knees at the lake Friday and Saturday, what were you praying about? Oh, <laughs> a nap. Get him, Gary. Oh, Gary didn't put up with none of them. And he said these like rednecks would like call him and be like, hey, I'm up at your house. Come and uh, I'm I'm by your house. Come up and sit in my truck with me. And he's like, nope. Oh, I I definitely would have been like, sure. (laughs) Uh, I've regrettably like I've definitely had some rednecks in my day. We all have. But needs must, especially in Indiana, PA. You had to be like, yeah, okay. You're closeted and you're a little bit, you're, you've got chew. You got, so. you got a, a, a two beer queers. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, there were some like very hot quote unquote straight guys at IUP. Oh, Mm, them was the days uh see back in oklahoma if it happened it was like at the frat house and it was just like a bukkake thing or 
Ooh. Don't, don't tell nobody circle jerk or something. I don't know. I I there, wish if there was none of that going on that I knew of. Of course, I was really naive and I was in the theater department and focused. I one of my friends, um, not that I grew up with an older uh, friend, your age, maybe. <laughs> um, but he went to like high school in the um, actually probably 80s. So he's probably a little bit older than you. Um, but he had like a little jerk off group with his friends. And I was like, oh, my God, living the dream in high school. But mo- like, I think maybe one of them turned out gay beside him. Right. But they broke up the circle jerk group because he developed feelings for somebody and like talked about it. Oh. Um, and that was a no, no, no feelings. Just no names. No names. <laughs> I um. Oh God, I was going to tell another story and now I can't remember. What were you talking about? Rednecks. Jerking off. Two beer queers. Circle jerks. Bukaki. houses. Bukaki. God, there was something before that. Ricky's ears must be burning big time right now. He's like, oh, oh my somebody God. Said, somebody said Bukaki somewhere. We can't. We can't. <laughs> we're, be respectful. Well, um, I, would said, I would have said it to his face if he were here. I know. And he would have got all squirrely. I'm going to edit that out. Girl, you ain't going (laughs) to listen to this. (laughs) Uh, Bukaki, blowjobs, college. Um, Fuck. I can't remember. People in school. I don't know. I wasn't like I was relatively well-behaved until i broke up with like my first real college boyfriend Mm -hmm. and then i was like you know what i want to know what a threesome's like and it was downhill from there never look back i know i was telling my therapist about how there was nobody to date obviously in high school and then Mm -hmm. in college the first two years like people came out later but nothing ever happened really and then i got to university and i was really lonely and uh, I was like, so like by the time I like got out into the real world in St. Louis, I was like, I was so emotionally immature that like I got mm-hmm. to New York when I was 27 and just went buck wild, buck yeah. wild. I was very, when I first came out, I was like one of those people that always had to be in a relationship and was like, I'm monogamous. Um, and that, <laughs> that didn't pan out. <laughs> Um, I was scared of the bathhouse. I was like, I'll get AIDS. If I get in there, I'll get AIDS. Even though I knew how to protect myself, but still. Right. But it's still, I remember being really concerned about that for, oh God, what, like the first 15 years of me being out. And I have to say, and I tell my therapist this, I was like, at least when I was like, went buck wild, I had the maturity enough to know this is what I have to do to protect myself. This is what could happen if I don't. Now I might be a stunted of like, Oh my God, I'm totally in love with this person. Mm -hmm. Come on, Jerry. But I knew like, Oh, you have to wear a condom. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. Oh, you, you, you're, you know, the real estate isn't prime for anything like that. You should. (laughs) Right. Right. So I didn't have that, those young mistakes that, you know, I'm still paying for. Right, right, right. Um, I had a couple of like 
I don't want to say like close calls, but like scares, I guess, mm-hmm. so to speak, um, where I was like, like, I, I don't really know if things are like if, if there was perhaps a mistake or mm-hmm. if it was a just the tip kind of situation. But I mean, and also back then, I don't think I didn't hear the phrase undetectable. I don't think until probably like eight or nine years ago, if that. Yeah, I remember them, they called it something else, like zero sorting or something like, I don't remember what the term is. So if I'm saying it wrong, I apologize. Well, yeah. And then there's- But I didn't know what that was. Um, I can't think of it. I'm going to look it up. And of course, uh, there because wasn't like, prep available, so. Right. I knew because about it's... PEP, but I didn't, okay. PrEP wasn't the thing that you know okay. they had yet um i like casero conversion is when you, that's what it was okay because i know that that's also i think used when you convert from negative to positive but i think mm-hmm. it's probably the same thing um but yeah no and we've talked about i'm like at the end of the generation where it was a thing right which we've discussed, but it very much was a thing. And there very much was a huge stigma about it still when I was, and I think there still is a stigma with Mm -hmm. some people, um, which is fucked up, but uh, yeah, no, I was definitely, I mean, there was a lot of like, well, I'm a top. So like, if I'm topping, I should be fine. Right. Um, Which isn't like, no, not always. And you should be more safe, and concerned about that sort of thing but still uh and i was like "Mm, blowies are fine i remember my doctor my the doctor i really liked in new york and he i was telling him about something and i was afraid about something he was like basically he didn't say it like this but he was like you need to calm down he's like do you know how Mm. hard it is to get you know become positive and i was like what do you mean and he explained everything and i was like oh now, did yeah. I go out and get buck wild crazy? No, but I was like, okay, I could be a little more level-headed about this. But he was yeah. also a gay doctor. So he, I, you know, I mm-hmm. trusted him for what he was saying and he wasn't just like guessing. Right. I love a gay doctor. I, sadly, mine is retiring here um, and I got to find a new one, but it's really hard to get in to a good gay doctor, like even in Chicago. Right. Um, so I may have to go with just ones that are like gay friendly because some people aren't still right um the gay doctor in phoenix my friend jeff used to call him dr feel good <laughs> he's like well why don't you just go to dr feel good and i was like who is that so he told me i was like oh and i was like oh he's not a network for my insurance and they're like oh he'll give you prep he'll give you cialis he'll give you viagra he'll give you just about anything you want <laughs> i was like god yeah. i definitely um I'm sure I've, there's been like four times where I've been like, I'm sure I've told this story before. Cause I ain't, I ain't got that many. I've been, I've been on this show long enough that I'm running <laughs> out. Um, my doctor is very against amphetamines because mm-hmm. obviously like that's a thing uh, in, yeah. in, you know, the, the world of the homosexuals. Except the um, weight loss. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could get some Dexatrim or something. Fuck Dexatrim, remember? 
but your moods were unstable with that. <laughs> I I know it's not the same, but there's when I was having trouble um like breathing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um when I had a cold however many months ago, I got like bronchade, which is like a, a bronchial dilator. And uh-huh. they have a generic version, but that shit is just ephedrine. And we were talking about like, Trim Spa the last night. Trim Spa, baby. Oh my God. I took two Trim Spa like you were supposed to and then drank a Diet Coke. I was flying, <laughs> flying. I was typing so fast. I mean, and I was like, what is wrong with me? Because um, you, you did like, I think six pills throughout the day. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't think I ever did trim spa. I think somebody I was in college with did trim spawning may have tried it once. Um, but it reminds me of, I'm pretty sure fucking Patty Lupone was on Dexatrim or trim spa. And that one, um, where is she? I can't remember the name of the place. She Lamouche. does that cabaret. Lamouche or something. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think she's just she... straight up on cocaine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Oh my God. That just the, the, she, it's like speed queen. Like she is tearing through those sets. Well, there used to be, the uh-huh. diet. I, I'm sure I've told this, that my mom went to the diet doctor and it was just straight up speed. It was speed, a diuretic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the little black pills, she's like, I love the buzz. I just hated, they, I always felt like I had bad breath on them because they just dry out your mouth. Uh, that'll do it. That'll do it. I've been concerned about my breath as of late because I've been having way too much sugar. Mm-hmm. And I don't think my body can handle sugar very well. And I think that it's making me like, I think it's drying me out a mm-hmm. little bit and I'm not hydrating enough with it. And like, I'm getting a little, I'm like, right. And um, that is also a concern of mine. When you get that dry mouth or you're like, kind of like there's like too much sweet in your mouth. You're like, mm. I got to I gotta get off the sugar train. I've been oh God, doing whatever gonna, the fuck I want. You're going to get on Jardiance, which is the commercial I just auditioned for. Oh, I don't know what that is. That's the for the to lower your A1C. Uh, the little pill with a big story to tell. <laughs> it's too close to jardia for me it's jardia jardia is uh, like if you like swim in gross ponds or some places it's like um it's a, it's a it's a no it's a parasite i couldn't think of the thing oh my god um, if you get a parasite you get skinny i know but i do not want jardia <laughs> i don't want I it, the the thought of something I know obviously like there is microbes and shit on my skin and in my body and there are things living in my body I get that but I just don't know if I could handle knowing that there's like even a single cell organism parasite right. tapeworm in my body yeah you just need to go get mono again <laughs> I wish you could get mono again <laughs> I'm so, I have such bad willpower. Like I have absolutely no, which is why I'm in the shape I'm in. I have like, I I, I have very little self-control. You work out, but then you reward yourself. 
it's not even like I reward myself and it's not, I have no association with like necessarily like working out and weight loss or working out and eating well, because I don't do cardio. Um, I've been trying to do a little bit of cardio. I do my like lip sync cardio, which I've told you about. I, which is like, no wonder I'm like extra out of breath. Um, but I like to go to the one at my gym that's like literally like inches away from a wall. So people don't necessarily see me. Although clearly I don't give a fuck because I do it as I walk around and lift. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had my, that gay shit playlist mm-hmm. that I sent you, which is all club music from when I was in the high Thunder school. Puss. College. Thunder Puss 2000. Um, and then I have... Ooh, my phone just started playing music. Um, it said Thunderpuss and just was like, right? I have a playlist called New Old Grooves that is like more modern remixes of classic disco stuff. Um, and I've been adding like some more 80s stuff, like the Purple Disco Machine remixes of Don't You Want Me and Groove Jet, because those are pretty good. But I tell you, there's a remix, um, it's a bonus track on um tina marie's irons in the fire when it was re-released and i think it was i think there's like a collection from the 90s of dance mixes like that um and it's the west end remix of i need your lovin Mm -hmm. and um west end had remixed kylie as well um from the 94 album so it's around that time but this west end remix of fucking i need your lovin by tina marie just fucking sends me it's so goddamn good it's so fucking good i don't think i have spotify on here do i um oh also no we can't it, we, it doesn't work when we do it anyway maybe i'll let let me see if you can hear this i'll turn it up turn it up turn it up just a little louder me and you I just get your hands, your wrists start flying. Right? But it's like, it's good. It's like a nice modern twist on it. Sorry for the what song, audio, but What song were you saying? Like your body completely lost like all... Oh my god. That fucking... 18s fucking medley i so first of all i fucking loved the 18s when they came out i was in high school and i already loved abba and i already loved trashy european music like fucking euro pop was my jam and so i already knew i loved the 18s and i don't know if i had ever heard this um pierre j's medley before but it's like I don't, they didn't do SOS as a single and SOS is the point where I was just fucking like out of nowhere, my hands were in the air and I was like stomping. I was sitting on the fucking couch and I just, oh my God, I fully lost control of my body. It was so good. (laughs) It was so good. That whole, it's on Spotify too. Um, And I listened to it at the gym the other day and I was just, oh, oh, love it. Just gay, gay, gay. Uh, just so homosexual. Just tons of homosexual activity going on. 
Oh my god. I there's absolutely no way with my music tastes that I had any choice. Aside from the fact that I enjoy penises. But I just <laughs> fucking pop music. I I knew when I got that like um fucking Club Mix 97, I think. <laughs> I it was the one that had um, maybe it was Club Mix 98. It had that fucking Junior Vasquez remix of Debbie Gibson's Only Words. It was Club Mix 98. Um, and I got it at fucking Sam's Club. And I think it might have still been called, we had our our wholesale store was called Pace mm-hmm. for the longest time. And I got it at Pace. It was a two CD set. And I don't know what kind of mood my mother was in to let me buy it, but she let me buy it and i will never forget it It had jocelyn enriquez a little bit of ecstasy on it um color of love by amber it also had um deborah cox and christine w and i distinctly remember this the deborah gibson only words the radio mix um which is a, a junior vasquez remix and i was just in heaven that and um the land of the living remix by christine Mm -hmm. w and i just i did not know that this was some gay shit i had no idea but i was just like this is for me this is this is my life oh my god so good that land of the living is a fucking jam uh Lisa probably bought it because she did not want another True Blue incident at Pace. <laughs> I mean, I had to have been, I was in like eighth grade at that point. So I, maybe I had my own money. <laughs> I don't know, but I was, whew. And there was a remix of Quit Playing Games with My Heart on it. Mm. Mm. So gay. <laughs> so gay. <laughs> Um, should we wrap it up? Are we going to do two? Or are we just going to do uh, one long let's one? Let's just do one long one. Okay. Well, then we're not leaving, motherfuckers. We don't um, have that much more to talk about, probably, anyway. We had a question. Yes. Um, about how Jerry and I met, which I think we have discussed on the show. But the new listeners may not have heard. So well, we'll tell the story again. In another, what bar was it? The saloon. The saloon. Yes, right. Um, so picture another in yeah. two thousand seven, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's another instance of me being like, I'm sure I've talked about this on the show already. Um, <laughs> so I was on a date, and I can't tell you who I was with, um, because I, I don't remember, and clearly for a good reason. But I'm there with some guy. Get me a drink. My can my male companion um, makes uh, makes uh, his way to the bathroom. Does a little bathroom break, and I had been noticing this man giving me the eye all night, and I probably gave some eye back. He did. I think <laughs> I did, and. So my my friend, my my special companion, um, is in the bathroom, and who saunters up to me, and I mean saunters, but Mr. Jerry, and he's like, 
like I seen you looking at me like what's going on like hey can I buy you a drink and I was like like you've seen me clearly here with somebody no I am that's here not with what somebody. happened I am here with somebody <laughs> that isn't it what is. happened it is <laughs> lies it is. and you said well clearly you're not that interested because you keep looking at me you came over to me. I did not buy you a drink. You, you offered came over to buy me a drink and working, I declined. Wearing your world sexiest grandpa t-shirt, which I think <laughs> is what I was looking at first. I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm, and then you mm-hmm. started making goo-goo eyes. Oh, uh-huh. I wasn't making goo-goo eyes by myself. <laughs> and I, you came up to me because you definitely said, Oh well, you're you're not that interested in your date because you keep looking at me. Well, I did say that, but I I think I sat in my seat the whole time. You came over to me. Mm-hmm. You were you were young, and nothing in the world could stop you. I was trash. Um, <laughs> and then, cut to less than a week later. Not even like three days later, four days later. Um troll in the halls of club pittsburgh not even that i had walked in paid walked in the door and you walked by and like stopped and like gawked and i was kept walking in my room and i was like i think that's that young man from the from the bar and then i opened the door to my room and there you were sniffing Oh, so that's how we met. Um, And then we really hit it off um, when I moved to England, because I moved to England that that summer. Well, it's because I saw you on Manhunt and your your screen name was Impossible Prince. And I was like, hey, you're that boy from the bar in the bathhouse. I was like do you know what, what this name is from? And you were like, yes, it is from, and you, you gave me your Adam explanation. And I was like, yeah, I, I, know, I know what that is. And then we started talking and then. Yeah. And then when I left, I introduced you, did I introduce you to the sugar babes that summer? You tried to introduce the sugar babes and girls aloud. And I was like, no. But then because but then about you now came out and you're like oh my god listen to this song and then that's when i started going oh this is good mm-hmm. and the promise came out and then the promise same came time out. yeah speaking of girls aloud we just received our 20th anniversary editions of sound of the underground on vinyl on vinyl on green vinyl and some of us got the green vinyl and the picture disc I'm not going to tell you who, which one of us did, um, but one of us may have gotten both copies. Um, I just, I re-listened to it and I've listened to it twice since then. I've been listening to it. I haven't made it through the entire Pet Shop Boys um, six LPs. Yeah, I haven't had time. Um, Because it's a lot. And I've been doing it like a record at a time. And I think I have just five and six left. Um, Which are the ones that's like kind of a little bit of a struggle. Because the Pet Shop Boys album Elysium is my least favorite. It's kind of depressing. It's kind of slow. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one after that is Electric. And that one, Return to Form, one of my favorite. Love is a bourgeois (laughs) construct. Oh my god, so good. Um, But anyway... The Girls Aloud debut album is better than I remember, 
by far. Um, and I have had my favorite album tracks. All I need, all I don't. Um, some kind of miracle is great, which was supposed to be the fourth single. But then, um, what's his nuts? Richard Curtis is the director of Love Actually, I think. Yes. Um, he was like, hey, I want you to record a cover for this. Why don't you do Jump by the Pointer Sisters? And then that was like, they were like, oh, we're not going to do a third single because we're going to be on the Love Actually you know soundtrack and that'll be like our foray into the next album or whatever and i think that they were like kind of like they had hits but they were like kind of iffy by the third single right um which was life got cold right which is also i did not like life got cold i'm not a ballad man but re-listening to that i'm like i actually do kind of like life got cold it's nice it's it's nice yeah kimberly sounds good on it um i it's such a shame when people think of kimberly as like the weakest link i think in ga like i think a lot of people who like pop music or like kimberly's kind of a lesser member Mm -hmm. and they're wrong they're wrong they're wrong because she's great um but in her in her memoir she says that she's there because she can do the really weird harmonies that the Mm -hmm. producers wanted for the sound and she's the only one that can do them because she's like, oh, okay, I understand what you're doing. Yeah. Even well, her she and Nicola get it. Yeah. Like she's like, I don't know why they wanted me to do this, but I can do it. Yeah. I think her and Nicola tend to be more of the musicians mm-hmm. in the group. Um, because Nicola does write a lot uh, after the fact. And um with her solo stuff and what have you. But uh, yeah, I think they're probably the best ears there. You know what made me laugh though, when I opened the book and it was the lyric and it has, it has like five pictures of everyone and everybody Mm -hmm. has one picture with the mic, except for Cheryl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And it just made me laugh. Hers are like a, hers are like a fashion shoot. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Cheryl was the hot one from the start. She was everybody's first choice and she was the hot one um and nadine with her big ass voice who looks so weird with her black hair she does look weird and fucking poor nicola and the makeup they made her put on Ooh, ooh, they did not know what to do with a ginger back in the day and she was super young is she she might be younger than i am yeah she Um, was very young but oh my god that it's i am hoping that this is she's a year younger than me i just looked it up um uh blah, blah, blah. a little a little more her birthday is in october 85 um i'm hoping that they're going to release the rest of the albums because honestly the debut is great like there are sound of the underground is i think on par with wannabe as a big defining change the face of girl groups kind of single mm-hmm um, I, I would I would say Sound of the Underground, the actual song, is similar to Wannabe in that respect. Um, now, Wannabe was global. Sound of the Underground obviously was not, sadly. But it, Americans, if you're listening to this, it's on Spotify. It's streaming. Fucking it's good. Um, go listen to it. Listen to, I would say, just go with 10, probably, and the expanded edition of 10. 
with the b-sides because there's some good fucking b-sides memory of you jesus christ that song is fucking great i wish that was on vinyl the 10 i wish 10 was on vinyl too um but i maybe it will be um they had two greatest hits they had the sound of girls aloud um which was before tangled up i believe Mm -hmm. and um then they had 10 when they kind of broke up um but they're they have some really fucking good b-sides um fuck what is my favorite girls allowed b-side uh why can't i remember you should know this jerry you know what i like I don't remember exactly which one it is because it How changes. How fucking dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Um, on the Metro. Oh, oh my God. That's not on a the B-side. Metro. That should have been a um, single. Is it not? Is no, it an it album was, track? That was part of 10. That was the two new tracks. Or one of the new tracks. No, beautiful Because You Love Me. And On the Metro were the new tracks for that album. No, um... Beautiful because you love me and something new, and and on the metro, it was on the metro. The third, did they have three on there? Mm-hmm. Because we just um, assumed it was going to be a single. I actually thought it was going to be the second single. Oh, it four new songs. Memory um, of you. No, memory of you is a B side because I have that on vinyl. What's the other one? There was that fourth one, and I can't think of it. Um, every now and then. Every now and then. That's it. Um, which is clearly not that memorable. Um, but uh, they're, they're, the disc two of the expanded edition has some B-sides and some like lesser singles that the original, that the, the regular edition of 10 doesn't have. And it has one of my favorite singles that didn't do particularly well in the charts, Wake Me Up. And... <laughs> Whatever, however, if you're a Girls Aloud fan, however you feel about that being a single, like fucking change your mind because it's a jam. <laughs> um, Wild Horses is also on that, which is a fucking great song. Um, uh, Girls Aloud are just the, the weird, weird pop music, like very catchy, very interesting. But like the song Biology, which is also a favorite of mine, I actually had a T-shirt made Um with the uh, cd2 because they used to do two cds um mm-hmm. usually one with b-sides one with remixes this was a european thing not necessarily in america um but biology which was from their third album chemistry has like three different kinds of verses like two bridges and a chorus but it's like they're all kind of choruses. It's a very oddly structured pop song, but it is brilliant. It like starts with this kind of like Elvis-y sort of intro. Um, And then it just, it's like kind of like goes into like a little bit of a Brit pop sort of situation. There's sort of like a little bit of a, a rap bit in it kind of i don't know it's just fucking weird and i love it i love it so much yes it is one of those that first you hear it you're like what the fuck is this yes but it's so good when i moved to england for grad school people were like how do you know girls aloud how do you know the sugar babes um and i was like because i have taste 
but we went to uh, like a like a college bar that was close to my campus. And I was like, I would really, really love to hear Girls Aloud out. I would, I just really want to hear Girls Aloud because I've never heard it in a club. I've never heard it in public, um, which changed because Tangled Up came out while I lived right. there. Tangled Up and Out of Control came out while I lived there. Um, but <laughs> the DJ, I remember, and my friend Kat, Kat Triona, uh, they were like, all right, like, we'll we'll play something for you. And I was like, I don't give a fuck what it is. Just play something. And they played biology. And I was like, the crowd yeah. went wild. Yes. <laughs> uh, so good. So good. Um, <sighs> what else do we have? We talked about we both got that Pet Shop Boys box set. Yes. Um, last night I went to the Hollywood Memorial Cemetery, the Cemetery Forever, Hollywood Forever, whatever it's called, and watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, it was fun. If they were late and we were all kind of going, why isn't it starting? Like, and at like 9.15, we were like, did we just read the tickets? And my friend Frankie was like, they're just usually on time. I don't know what it is. So at like almost 9.20, the guy gets on. He's like, hey, welcome to come. He's like, we have a special guest. And I'm just like, oh my God, is Paul Rubens going to be here? Oh my but God. But it was E.G. Daly that played oh, Dottie. Yes. Um, and what was so funny, she got on the thing. She was like, oh my God, everyone, it's so great to be here. I just left a really awkward date and everybody busted out loud. She goes, no, no, let me, let me say that again. She goes, he was very nice. He's cool. He's cool, everyone. But, you know, I had gotten the dates mixed up. I thought this was next week. And then they're like, oh, it's this week. We're waiting on you. So she's like, I just left the date. But he's cool. <laughs> But she said <laughs> it was a really awkward date. She's like, but I wanted to be here with you guys. Aww, <laughs> and then I she do. did a couple of um, her animated voices. So because they Aww. were like, oh, she's the voice of Buttercup. And she's the voice of whichever Rugrat character she is. And and then she's she asked Tommy. everybody, she asked everybody to go to the drive in with her. <laughs> Aww. Um, I do love her. I love she looked great. Her. She, I would imagine she would age well because she's pretty tiny, isn't she? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's little. Um, and I feel like tiny people sometimes tend to age fairly well. I, I do love her um, music, but sometimes it's a little awkward because her singing voice and her speaking voice is pretty close to her voice for Tommy Pickles from right. Rugrats. And so you're like, I'm just listening to Tommy Pickles sing. Sing songs. Um, but um, singing about mind over matter. <laughs> oh my God. Mind over matter is a fucking bop from summer school. Um, I also love her one solo single, uh, say it, say it. Mm -hmm. um, that's good. But my ultimate, and I sent you a video of me lip syncing it this week. Um, Cause I sent it to my aunt Nicole first because the, the movie that it's from is, like one of our all-time favorites we used to watch it all the time um but i sent her like the first 10 seconds of it uh and i was like name that tune because she's so good at like we always joke about if we could just have jobs like quoting movies and naming songs we would be fucking rich um but it's one way love aka better off dead from the film better off dead where she performs in this dress that looks like a fucking like cupcake liner um it does. It always reminds it's me of the 80s. Um, but she sings at the school dance. And uh, 
I have the 45. The fucking the whole soundtrack on vinyl is like pretty hard to find and expensive. Um, if anybody sees it out and it's like less than $50, buy it, ship it to me, I'll pay you. Um, but I have the 45 of that and the 45 of The Wildest Dream, which is the other, like a one of the songs I think it might be in the end credits. Mm. Um, I think it's called Just One Look, The Wildest Dream. Um, but it's the guy from The Fix, I think. Mm-hmm. And somebody else. But fucking One Way Love, I forever and always will be a fucking bop and a half. But I was just, oh my God, living my life. That and the other iconic school dance scene from one of the movies that I used to watch all the time when I was little, Once Bitten with Jim Carrey and Lauren Hutton. Mm -hmm. Um, Maria Vidal doing um, Hands Off. And there's like a whole choreographed routine in the fucking movie. Uh, I thought that's what high school dances were going to be like, but no, we just did... Fucking um the cha-cha slide. And the girls in my high school would come up with choreographed dances. Um, they did something different to the train, like come on ride the train, uh-huh. quad city DJs. There was like, if you knew the special moves that the popular girls knew, then you were cool. Um you had your dance also, to where where my girls at. Right. I oh I did have that was my dance. Um <laughs> There was also a choreographed dance to No, 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 Part 1 by Destiny's Child. Oh, my God. Uh, Fucking. uh. Now I got to go listen to it because I do have the One Spitten soundtrack on vinyl. (laughs) Also, one of the best montage songs ever that does also still stick out to me as a jam. Do You Dream About Me by Alicia from Mannequin. It's been years since I've seen both of those movies. Uh. Uh, I do have one spit on DVD. It's been ages. Ages. I used, watch, I used to watch Better Off Dead all the time. And then I had a friend watch it in 99. And I was like, this was a lot funnier when I was younger. <laughs> I still love it. Two dollars. Uh, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. That still makes me laugh. <laughs> when she fucking drinks the lighter fluid. Yes. And blows Sorry, up. Ricky. Sorry about your mom, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> and the little pervert brother. Yes. That orders the book, like how to pick up easy women. I think it's called <laughs> trashy women or something. Oh my God. So good. And he's got like a Hugh Hefner robe. Oh, I might have to go watch that too. now. <laughs> anyway have we gone on long enough i think so i think we gave okay. the listeners a little bit we did get an email on may 11th that's how in touch that's we my are. birthday um i'm assuming ricky um ron the hotel bandit was talking <laughs> about how he had hooked up with somebody in a hotel room and the 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 uh, housekeeper was like checking out today and it says here I am standing fresh from mid-morning delight with baby still swimming inside me having to answer a question about someone I don't know I smiled and said I was just visiting and not sure of plans praying to the fine divine goddess share that she didn't notice the wet spot on my shorts at a girl trash oh and it's he said honestly there's a first time for everything at any age um (laughs) so good for you Good for you. Getting out there, getting it in the hotel room. 
who among us haven't just received a room number and a time? You know, when I'm in hotels and they're like, can you just be ass up? I'm like, no, I cannot. I am here for work. What if somebody from work walks by and my room is open and they open the door to be like, who's in here? And then there I am. (laughs) Well, that's on them, I say. So I usually say, okay, if you want to do that, I have to at least let you in and then, or just like crack the door and then I can run over there and, you know. I rarely do that Mm -hmm. though. I'd usually just say, no, I can't do that here. I never, I mean, like I've never really done solo hotels at all. And that's also like not really my vibe at all. But um, I always get nervous about like somebody being like, oh, what room are you in? Where are you going? And I'm going to be like, oh, Well, and lately all the hotels, you have to have the card. So you'd have to go down and get them. I mean, that's, there was this kind of aggressive and kind of hot guy in Chicago down in the loop but he didn't get off to 11 at night Mm. and i would have had to go down to get him and then come back Mm -hmm. up and i was like Mm -hmm. that's a lot of work and i accidentally brought my 10 milligram gummies and they hit so hard (laughs) really quick and yeah i it probably would have felt really good but i probably would have gotten robbed (laughs) (laughs) um i will tell one hotel story um i went years ago um when i was in pittsburgh to this hotel group situation and i showed up and it was like a weird vibe and this guy was already like one of the other participants was already there um and (laughs) the guy who was hosting was wasted like fucking blackout wasted and so this guy this other guy lets me in and like as soon as he opens the door he gives me these eyeballs he's like "Mm, girl and i'm like okay so i get there and then like the whole time we're like looking at each other and they're like the other people who showed up we're all just making awkward eye contact like what do we do can we like should we just leave and it's just the weirdest fucking situation and i don't know well this guy was blackout drunk so like i don't know if he just didn't notice but like we all were kind of like looking at each other like what the fuck should we just like lay him down somewhere and yeah Uh, so we all leave i think we all wrap up and we're just kind of like oh like okay like bye and we all end up in the elevator and we just bust out laughing and we're like what the fuck was that like jesus christ and then the one guy the first guy who like let, let me in um who was a very beautiful uh latino man named miguel uh was just like hey do you want to have a drink and so we went out for a drink, I think, with one other person. And then I ended up going back to Miguel's hotel room with him. Well, there you go. And it all worked out. And I was definitely too young for the situation because Miguel just wanted a casual situation because we continued to see each other a little bit after that. But then I was like, oh, Miguel, be my boyfriend. And he was like, girl. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> anyway, so I guess we're done. All right, y'all. I hope we satisfied the itch that you guys had for us Mm. because we've been really busy. It's true. Doing nothing. Not hanging out in person. Yeah, we got to hang out in person and and talk about Um, stuff. 
One would and think that we would have recorded when we were all here together, but we didn't. We, we didn't even take pictures. We were just too busy. We just didn't. Living life. Day drinking. It's true. Oh, we love a little ladies who lunch moment. Oh, yeah. The Lobo was fun. Lobo, Lobo is so much fun. If Not you after ever... six. But yeah, that gets it gets a little straight after six. Um, but day drink with our favorite bartender, Bentley. Um, good specials, good drinks, good pizza. Great um, playlist. Oh my God. In the middle of the day, you're going to hear Kylie. You're going to hear Donna Summer. There was that one time that they played too much Blondie and I asked them to change it. <laughs> Cause I was like, this is like the third time I've heard heart of glass. I love heart of glass, but I don't love hearing heart of glass three times in an hour. Right. It's like so. when those lesbians were playing Stevie Nicks over and over and over. Oh my God. The fucking Stevie Nicks battle. of the jukebox. Well, they got, they got pissed off at you. Mm. Oh wow. Tough shit. <laughs> All right, we're really going this time. All right, friends. This is Adam. This is Jerry. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys, and we hope you enjoyed the show. You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.